Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You are listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Chris Beltran, who is a leading expert on personal branding. And we talk about, you know, the difference between having a business and a personal brand. We also, you know, discuss a lot of things of what makes up a brand and how to make sure that things are, you know, staying consistent. Because obviously a brand is a lot more than just the visuals like logos, fonts, and all that stuff. It goes a lot deeper with, you know, having that foundation with, you know, who you are as a person, what your story is and all that messaging and that is probably even more important. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm Ken Westgar, your host again. And today, I'm joined with Chris Beltran. How are you, Chris? Hey, man, I'm great. Appreciate it, Ken. I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. (laughs) Beltran, yeah. Beltran, yeah. Good. (laughs) It's never easy. We are going to talk about personal branding today, actually, instead of just um, the usual business branding, which is kind of your niche. But before we do that, why don't you just tell the audience, you know, who you are, what you do and who you serve? Sure. Well, again, man, I appreciate you having me on. Really excited to be here because I could talk about branding all day, every day. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, as far as me, you know, what I do is I really help rising entrepreneurs and businesses build out a brand that really becomes a movement to help them attract the right clientele and really charge what they deserve. Um, a lot of times branding uh, is kind of like an afterthought with when someone's building a business. So I kind of bring that to the forefront to help them really build a foundation and a brand identity. Like I said, that will help them attract the right people into their business. Mm, yeah. And so working with a lot of personal brands, influencers, things like that, small businesses, Really, it's it's all the same when we look at what branding really is. So that's what I really help them do. Yeah, because there is a difference between having a business and personal brand. And we'll talk a lot more about that. But I want to just touch real briefly on, you know, since this is a podcast on launching. Uh, why don't you kind of share with us of uh, your, oh, my God, I'm launching moment or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So. The first time I actually launched, I launched a beta program. So it was a beta branding program. And, um, you know, I'm in James Wedmore's Business by Design. So I was in that community and everyone's like, hey, when are you launching? When are you launching? So it was kind of a, in a way, like a forced launch. Like (laughs) I just had to do it. And I think for a lot of us, that is the case. You know, it's kind of like we have this thing that we've been wanting to put out there, but we kind of hold on to it until it's perfect. Mm-hmm. That was my case. And, you know, your community around you is kind of like your friends are like, Hey, when are you going to do it? You just got to do it. So I did pull the trigger and launched a beta course and it was successful. You know, I had about 10 people in there, but during that process, I did have that, Oh my God moment where mm-hmm. 
oh my God, okay, I'm going to deliver something that isn't fully flushed out. And for me, the designer and creative director, like I need to have things planned out, you know, and and all that. So that was kind of my moment is like, okay, how am I going to, I know the first steps of this, but how am I going to flush this out as we go? Mm-hmm. And you figure it out and it was an amazing experience. And so I ended up doing that again. And the second time around is when I'm really kind of now promoting this thing. The first yeah. time I didn't really promote it, I just kind of put it out there. Yeah. And so I think when we start to promote it, we really have that confidence to, you know, just go through with the whole thing, Where, wherever, whatever level you're at, you're just going to kind of see it through. And I think that that having that beta experience allowed me to kind of go through it again with knowing, hey, if this is successful or if it's not, I've done this before, at least on a trial run. So kind of gives me the, uh, I didn't really have expectations there, but it was almost like I knew what to expect as I went through that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's, you know, a lot of people kind of think that doing that first launch needs to be, like you said, it has to be perfect and you need to have everything done and you have to create everything before you do it. But like you said, it's just kind of jumping into it, call it a beta and let it be messy and just uh, go with it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, but let's talk about the business brand and the personal brand. And I'll kind of first one, just get clear on what is the difference between those two types of brands in your opinion? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing is we need to understand that a business, that there's a difference between a business and a brand, Right. And Mm -hmm. um, this is where I like to start because a lot of people think, well, I have a brand and that's my business. It's like, well, there's, there are two sides of the same coin. So if we look at a business, you know, a business is very transactional, right? And a brand is very transformational and, and a business, you know, you're delivering goods, you're really focused on the sales, but with the brand, you're focused on building a community. Mm -hmm. So there's a few different um, things that when we look at a business, versus a brand, a brand is really that, that established reputation, that gut feeling that someone has and, and what they can expect from your business. So do you see how those are slightly different as far as mm-hmm. you know, how we can approach those things? Yeah. So as far as like a personal brand, you know, a personal brand is really just a brand with a face to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can kind of get into how do we develop a personal brand and things like that. But where would you like to kind of start with that? I think that sounds like a good idea. Kind of like, you know, if you are a solopreneur and you have a business idea and you're kind of ready to start the whole business, you want to think about a brand and, okay, where do we kind of start with, you know, because I think a lot of people, uh, me included, <laughs> start with, you know, the logos, the fonts, the colors and all that stuff. And, you know, we like to get started with that because we think that that is the brand and obviously it's a part of it but it's probably not the best place to start maybe. Oh my gosh, that's perfect. Yeah, you know, um, one of the biggest misconceptions of branding is that that branding is just visual, but Mm -hmm. it's so much more. And the way I like to describe it is like branding is really like a book. You have the cover, which is the visual side, Mm -hmm. right? Logo, your colors, everything that you're talking about. But in order to develop and design the cover, we need to know the story, right? For that cover to make sense. So in developing your personal brand, there needs to be some sort of story that connects you to your audience. We need to understand your journey. Why are you taking us somewhere? Why are you the expert? And so getting clear on, you know, the who, what, why, and how of your brand, of your personal brand, then we're able to create 
your messaging, your brand story and things like that. And from there, we're able to bring those words to life with the visuals, with the logo, colors, patterns, imagery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, you know, branding is a lot more than just being visual. There's a lot of messaging and deep work that you'll have to do. And that's what I teach my clients and students is like, we need to start with the foundation before we even get to that visual side. Mm-hmm. And the foundation is basically your story and the messaging that you want people to connect with. Right. And and a lot of personal brands really are either they're teaching or they're selling products that they've had to develop themselves because of a certain problem that they're mm-hmm. coming up with a solution to. So it's kind of like understanding where you're attracting people that are exactly like you five years ago or 10 years ago. So kind of getting clear on your story, your journey helps you to develop content that will provide reasons and a case to buy your program services or products. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So how would we kind of start with getting to work on that part of the branding, you know, Do we start with just writing down kind of what we've gone through and that is kind of a story or do we start somewhere else? Yeah. So, I mean, we can look at it a couple of ways. One thing would, yeah, definitely getting clear on on your journey and kind of looking at, because what your audience really wants to know is how are you going to connect with them? Right. Mm -hmm. That that's what, that's the power of a personal brand is how you're able to connect with your audience on that personal level. So understanding, you know, what their struggles are for sure and what solutions you provide. So if we kind of look at a piece of paper, you write down, you know, put a line down the middle, what problems were you, were you facing before you became an expert? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then what solutions have you learned and, and now can provide? And so now we kind of have, you know, a list of things that people struggle with and your solution. And now it's about getting clear on how do we tell that story? Mm-hmm. You know, how do, how do you tell that story of going from this was my problem and here's the solution I found or created? Do we get personal with our story? I mean, do we like, I mean, it's one thing to talk about the business aspect of it, obviously, because, you know, you've done a few things and you learned something from it and now you want to teach it. But do we like share our story of, you know, who we are, what we stand for, our family, you know, all those kind of stuff as well? You know, it's up, it's up to the person, but I think the more personal you get, and we don't want to go into a victim state where we're, you know, talking about, you know, this was me and I was beat up and, and, and not beat up person like physically, but you know, yeah. beat up through, through this process. And, and that's all you focus on, you know, no, but there's definitely reasons to provide some, some personal elements to really connect on that emotional level. And that's what makes messaging so powerful is when you can connect on that emotional level. And that's what mm-hmm. builds trust because you're letting someone in. And if you let someone in, it's easier for them to trust you. So I would say as much as, as you feel comfortable to share personal things, go there. And as well as making sense to your brand, to your story, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to bring in personal things that really don't make sense for what you're, what you're talking about as far as, you know, what you're going to help them with. Right. Yeah. So what is kind of the next step? Is the next step to start working on the uh, visual after that? Or is it, do we go somewhere else? Yeah. Well, like I said, first place I like to work on is really creating a brand identity. So kind of looking at what is your brand all about? 
And from there, that's where I look at what I call trigger words. So these are just words that we would use to describe the look and the feel. So okay. you know, are we approachable? Are we sophisticated? Or is it, are we looking to be a luxury brand? Things like that. So we can start to develop just words. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we would start to create visuals. But like I said, we really want to spend a lot of time on the, the voice part of your brand, which is the messaging, your story, and things like that, because that's going to help us. Like I said, if we're writing a book, we need to create the story before we can design the cover. So we really need to get clear on that first. Okay. So you would say that that is like, I don't know, if you're going to say percentage wise, is it like that's 50% of the work is just focusing on the story and messaging and creating that brand identity? Yeah, I would say so. And that's, that's what I was talking about earlier. We were talking about as far as like most people start with the visual side mm-hmm. and then they try to go back and figure out what their story is and to match their visuals. And that's where a lot of people get kind of caught up and they feel, you know what, this, the branding, I hired somebody, it doesn't make sense. This isn't me. Mm-hmm. It's because we didn't create that, that voice of your brand first. Yeah. That's, um, you know, when you said that a lot of people, hire somebody to yeah do their logos or whatever and all that stuff but a lot of times they probably haven't even thought about you know what is my story and who am i as a brand i would assume that a lot of people get tripped over the fact that they're not getting what they kind of wanted because they have something else thought inside of their mind and i know from personal experience because i i love working on logos and all that stuff that's um something i love to kind of do uh but it takes like, you know, maybe a couple of months later and you kind of sick tired of it already and you want to do something different. And that sounds probably a little bit familiar. Absolutely. Because what happens is when you don't establish that, that identity, right. That the brand identity, and if you look at just as a person, right, we all have a personality, right. Mm -hmm. And we, we, um, we do things based on our personality and it's easier for us to recommend someone or to describe a best friend if you know their personality and those personality traits. And mm-hmm. if you kind of basically those are trigger words. Like, hey, Ken's very approachable. He's very knowledgeable. Oh man, this guy's great because and you start to get excited about how you start to describe someone. You need to be able to do that with your brand first. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people would probably say that's really difficult. But I, that is also probably why people should get some help in just kind of getting into this because they could get somebody else's perspective on it. Yeah. You never want to do anything alone. I think, right. You need to have, if you're going to be great at something, you definitely need to coach. And if you want to get some clarity around what, you know, if you're an author, you know, you hire an editor, like Mm -hmm. there's just certain, certain uh, experts that you need in your corner to help you develop a strong foundation for whatever you're doing. So I think it is key to, to do that, to get that other perspective. So you're not, overthinking everything that you're trying to create yeah exactly so once you kind of created those trigger words where do you go from there so from there we we want to start to bring those words to life and typically that means creating a mood board you know bringing some images together looking at some some um inspirational inspiration that you can kind of take and and create your own and a lot of people come to me and say wow you're amazing like how did you create this great branding and how do you know what colors to choose and this, this, and that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a magician. I'm not just pulling <laughs> stuff out of the air. It's, 
No, we, I work with my clients to develop this mood board, to develop exactly what they're trying to describe. I pull it out of them and then I go, okay, this is what you're saying. This is what, this is kind of the direction that we're going. And then from there I can build off of that. So same goes for anybody. Like we need to have some, some reference points before we start creating, right? Mm -hmm. We need to have some inspiration that we can kind of use to, to, create something that's intentional and that's what i'm all about is we want to create with intention rather than just kind of hacking our way through our brand which Mm -hmm. happens a lot Mm -hmm. and i'm just curious where does the logos and fonts and all that stuff comes in is it you know you after the mood board is that kind of when you could start working on or is it anything else between there yeah so with the mood board you know as far as like designing logos and and picking the colors and patterns and things like that we're kind of looking at a mood board again just just as a reference point and Mm -hmm. for inspiration and what i do is i look for patterns that that are in that mood board so hey you know blue comes a lot and there's a lot of different colors of blue but it's like Mm -hmm. hey you know this type of blue comes up a lot in this mood board it could be maybe someone posted a picture of a interior design it's the carpet or an image i'm not looking at the context of the image that they're posting mm-hmm. but what the kind of like the colors and the patterns within that image so okay. a lot of people get hung up on like well when i go into pinterest what do i post what, what do i pin in my mood board it's like just look for colors and textures and things that that give you a sense of this this vibe that you're going for mm-hmm. and then that's where we'll kind of pinpoint I'll help them kind of pinpoint some different patterns that I'm seeing. Like, Hey, this, this type of font comes up a lot. Yeah. And the board, this, this color comes up a lot. And, and then we work on shapes as well. Like let's look at different types of shapes and different types of icons that we want to pull into the logo. And mm-hmm. that's how we start to develop. That's how I start to develop a logo. That's that really represents what they're going for. Mm-hmm. And do you think that people, need to have a logo or is it you know just fine to kind of just go with the you know a different type of just a font and just go with that and some colors it's a great question you know i a logo is not going to break make or break your business and a logo is really kind of like the cherry on top of the sundae Mm -hmm. right that should be the last thing that you that you create for your business to really solidify what your brand is all about there's a lot of different layers that are going to, that you need to focus on before you create that logo. So mm-hmm. if you're working on all those other layers, you know, your, your messaging, you know, your stance in the marketplace, what you're promising, and then now you're working on your colors and things like that. If you just have a, a straight up font with your name or whatever, that that's fine, but you need to be clear first on, you know, the voice of your brand and what visuals you can start to, to create from that. Mm-hmm. And what, is that kind of, I assume there's something more than, you know, just the logos and the fonts and the visuals. Is there something else that we need to think about as we move into creating our brand? Yeah. I mean, it's like I said before, your brand is really, a brand is really just the established reputation, right? So when you think of Nike or Tesla or mm-hmm. Apple, there's certain trigger words that you could explain, use to explain what those brands are all about you know, like Apple's tech savvy, you know, they're, it's a tribe of creatives. Um, people that buy Apple really prefer quality. They like, mm. you know, so there's certain words that you'll start to use and, it, and it's based on their reputation. So um, the next thing, once you kind of have your branding 
situated, you need to really have a system for it. And this is like a brand style guide. You need to have a document that, that contains all of these things. So when you do hire a designer or a copywriter or whoever, they can get on the same page right away because they can look at this document that has all your logos, all your colors, your, your stance in the marketplace, and they can go to town from there. So that's what I would suggest. Once you start developing these things to organize them into a, Mm. what's called a brand style guide. Okay. And how, how do we start with that? Is that something that we, uh, do we need to hire someone to do that? Or is that something we can, you know, find a template for and kind of start on our own and then hand over to somebody or what do you suggest there? Yeah. Like I said, I mean, hiring someone, if, if, like, like I said, you know, if you're really serious about creating a brand that's long-term, mm-hmm. I would hire an expert for this because they're going to be able to, like you said, come from a different perspective and to develop a brand that is solid, right? It's, it's solid on being in alignment with your audience and, and what you stand for and things like that. So I would say, you know, hiring someone for this process is ideal now if you don't have a budget for for something like this and you want to do this on your own you can and again all a brand style guide is just organizing all the different elements of your brand into one place so that you can kind of reference that so if you're on canva and you're like shoot what color do i use you go to your style guide and you go oh yeah it's it's the colors right there what font Mm -hmm. am i going to use boom the font is on this document so it's just kind of like a your branding cheat sheet that's kind of what a brand style guide is yeah, it doesn't have to be any big fancy thing. It could just be something simple, like you said, and you have some stuff in Canva that you continuously are using throughout the uh, the branding. Exactly, right. So how do we, you know, create that consisting looking content overall for our branding at all times? Yeah, well, like like I said, once you have a brand style guide, that's like I said, that's your cheat sheet for your brand. It has all your mm-hmm. colors, all your fonts, all the different elements in one place. And so when you start to create things, what I like to do is I like to create branded templates. And and so these are, this is an easy way to create a lot of content with it looking consistent because you, now you have some templates that you can use and build off of. So a template doesn't necessarily mean you're just using the same, the same look over and over and over a template is really just kind of the building block so you you can kind of customize your templates and adjust them and reconfigure them and just so they look different but they but you're using the same colors you're using the same fonts and mm-hmm. things like that so it's it's just a great way to create that consistency and streamline your content mm. yeah i would assume that a lot of people you know have started something that they call the brand or maybe they have, you know, been doing something for a long time. And at some point something, you know, shifts, pivots, whatever. And they feel like they need to do some rebranding. That's, you know, a lot of big companies do all this a lot of times. And obviously that costs a lot of money because they have this huge brand, but what is a rebrand? Yeah. A rebrand is really just, it's an evolution of your brand. So, so you're, you're kind of, say your audience has changed or evolved, right? You're going to adjust your branding for that. Say your messaging has changed. Say your stance in the marketing mm-hmm. has changed. This is a good time to rebrand. And a rebrand is really also an opportunity to re-engage your audience. And that's where I like to come from as far as, you know, a rebrand is not just you're going to 
get new colors and a new logo and say, here we are, right? We want to be very strategic with the rebrand process. And what I like to do is what I call the rebrand rollout is we want to look at ways that we can introduce the rebrand during that process of rebranding so that mm-hmm. people become invested with that process. And you can kind of use that if we're talking about launching, mm-hmm. really use the rebrand as a way to be that first part of your launch runway. So people start yeah. getting invested early as far as like, wow, what's coming? What's new? Like I just rebranded James Wedmore's business by design course, mm-hmm. which is um, very successful course. But what they're doing is now they're introducing these new elements and people are like, whoa, the colors are amazing. So it kind of gives whatever product or whatever business you have an upgrade. And that's what really a rebrand does. It gives your audience a a reason to be re-engaged, but also it gives them a reason to be reinvested into your business. Mm, Yeah, it kind of gets, you know, you kind of create new content, even though it's not necessarily new content, but it's just... You know, it looks a little bit different and then that kind of becomes new contents. Yeah. And w- when you see something new, uh, you start to pay attention, right? Mm-hmm. And when, when something even looks, uh, what I call when you give something visual value and you can kind of look at this like with the, with the housing market, right? If you have two homes on the same block and one looks run down, the same next door house is run down, but they upgrade it. They give it a, you know, paint job and things like that. Mm-hmm automatically you, you think that this one has more value. It's because of that visual value that you add to, to the house or to your brand. Hmm, interesting. I remember you drawing out this thing on your Instagram stories. I don't, I remember there was something on the, well, to me, it was on the left side. I don't know if it was the same for you, but uh, you had like the, like you said, you did the messaging and the identity, and then you had the visuals. And then something mm-hmm. on the left side, I don't remember quite what that was. I don't know if you remember either, but. So, yeah, so your your voice and your visuals make up your brand identity. So I think that was on the left side. And mm-hmm. so your, your brand identity is, like I said, you know, the who, what, why, and how. And once you're, once you're uh, established with that, then you then you can start to create the, the messaging, and that's what creates your voice. And right. then if once we have those things, then we can start to look at, the brand's experience. And I think that was maybe on the right side. Yeah, That's probably right. Because I said, what makes up your, your reputation is how people experience your brand and how you're supporting them and just Mm -hmm. their overall experience. And that's how they develop expectations for your brand. And that's why I say branding really sets the expectations of your business. How valuable do you think it is to, you know, let's say you do a launch and you have all Maybe you don't have a branding or anything. It kind of things might look a bit messy. But mm-hmm. would you say that if they did have a branding that kind of was steady and consistent, that that would have anything to say if they do a launch? Well, you know, with with the launch, from my experience, there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> this is just one small part. Yeah, there's obviously. a lot of moving parts. So to, to make it easier on yourself, you know, when you when you do have again, a brand style guide or a brand cheat sheet, it's easier to create content and, and it's easier to streamline that, that creative process. Mm-hmm. So because with the launch, there's so many different moving parts. You got a landing page, you got your ads, your whatever, you name it. There's a list of things. If you're guessing and trying to like, oh, uh, you know, through that whole time that you're designing these things and you're just kind of guessing what each thing should look like, it's going to take a long time. 
mm-hmm. and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to want to give up. So that's really the importance of having a document to create all these different elements, all these different assets for your brand. So to get back to your question, is it important to have great branding for a launch? It depends, you know, how, how, what you're, what you're presenting as far as branding is again, the expectations you're setting for your, for your audience. So if mm-hmm. it looks thrown together, they're going to feel, Oh, maybe this is a cheap product or maybe mm-hmm. this isn't uh, fully flushed out. If your branding is very intentional and everything looks consistent, you can charge more. And that's exactly what I tell my clients. Hey, well, after we're done with this rebrand, you need to raise your prices. Your, your, the value of what this looks like is now tenfold. So that, that's where I would say branding is, is very important as far as being part of your launch. It's, it's, it, it sets the expectations of what you're going to be offering. Mm. So basically, if you invest in branding, uh, that investment is going to pay off in the end after all because you can just simply raise your prices. Yeah, <laughs> put it simply obviously but yeah absolutely and 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 honestly like from from the rebrands that i've done with um some of the top online entrepreneurs in the space it's really a team booster as well like the team once the team sees you know their brand you know revitalized it's it's you know that brand upgrade it really gets them pumped up to share even more mm-hmm. and that's kind of another uh, benefit of going through a process of um, defining your branding and, and, and getting serious about it is that you become more confident in your business. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've seen um, help my clients just go from, you know, just starting to six figures to now seven figures. You know, my client's journey is like, Hey, wow, I knew them when they were like at this level. Now they're mm-hmm. just at a completely different level. And that confidence allows you to kind of just, really take off in your business yeah because they can actually get behind their own brand and they actually believe what they're saying and you know it's it is them and it's not just something they throw together or anything like that exactly and it's it's what it is is like once they have clarity of their brand that's when they have confidence Mm -hmm. of their and that's what I've seen. And, and a lot of people struggle with the clarity of what is branding or how, you know, where do I start? And once you start to gain clarity of that, you, you, ha- you gain confidence. And once you have the confidence, you are just on another level of performance and, and showing up and things like that. Mm, yeah, exactly. Do you have any free, ro- I'm sorry, free re- resources that you could share that people can kind of get started with creating a personal brand or anything like that? Yes, I I do have a Facebook group. It's called Brand Your Influence. Um, I share a lot of things in there with some resources. Also on my website, you know, there's a few resources that you can download. And and Instagram, I think Instagram is really a place that I feel most comfortable with just kind of sharing a lot of what I'm working on behind the scenes, things like that. Mm -hmm. And that really becomes a resource like you're explaining today, how you saw one of the posts. And now you think about branding a little differently and it maybe gives you some clarity to kind of reevaluate what you're doing in your business. So those three places I would say would be great, great resource uh, touch points. Okay. Well, make sure we can write that down in the show notes so people can click on it and find it. But um, yeah. So what are you working on right now in terms of any brands that you kind of redoing or. Yeah. Yeah. Working on, um, like I said, finishing up with, with James Wedmore, who's been my business mentor and, and friend and, and, 
I think we're, we both, that's actually where we met was uh, yeah. by design live, exactly. uh, which is really cool. That's one thing that, that I really see a lot of these entrepreneurs now doing is that they're really creating a branded movement. And that's maybe something that we didn't touch on yet. Yeah, but what, what is that brand movement? So a branded movement is really, that's when your, your personal brand goes beyond being personal. Now you start creating a community. So we kind of look at it. There's three phases, right? There's your business, like I said, and the business is really just the transactional piece, the team building, very internal. For, yeah. for, then we create that personal brand. This is the face to your business. And then we move into a branded movement. And the branded movement is basically now a movement based on your teachings. So if we look at James Wedmore, his business model is teaching people how to create an online business. His personal brand is him, mm -hmm. the brand. And the branded movement is now BBD, Business by Design. So that, that goes beyond him. So that's something that I'm teaching my, my clients and students. How do we create a branded movement? Because that's what's going to give you the ability to scale your business. Because, you know, we, we, we all start as a personal brand, mm -hmm. but we want really create a branded movement, which is that, that community part of your business. Nice. Okay, cool. So anybody else that you're working on right now? Besides James, obviously. Well, I'd love to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to work with you too. I mean, guys, if you haven't seen anything of Chris's stuff, I mean, it's amazing. So if you want something to get done, obviously talk to Chris because he knows what he's doing. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. And just, you know, just a few others in this, in the space, you know, work with Brandon Lucero, who's amazing at messaging. I don't know if you, if you yeah. come across him, but yeah, he's amazing with, with developing your messaging and, and really how to create influence with the messaging. And so there, you know, there's a few others that are in the online space that I've been working with. And again, by working with them, kind of collaborating with their brand, I'm able to kind of learn their strategies and learn, mm their expertise. And that's kind of like what I like to share as far as, you know, how I'm developing my own brand. Yeah. Would you, uh, speaking of collaborating, do you feel like that is, uh, an important piece to the whole, you know, creating the brand that you, they don't just kind of hand it over to you and you do this branding, but you kind of collaborate on working together to kind of create the brand. Oh man, that's, that's such a great point. Collaboration is, is, is essential when mm. working with a designer or copywriter or whoever you're going to hire, because what happens is when you, when you're not collaborating and when you're just saying, Hey, create this for me, there's such a disconnect there. And a designer is really guessing mm -hmm. what, what you want. Like you're saying, and we can't read your mind. So that collaboration process really helps us develop a, a way to bring your ideas to life. And, and that's, that's, I, I can't emphasize that enough as far as like whoever you hire, you have to collaborate with. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just a must. Cause like I said, if you don't, uh, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty and guessing going on with who you're working with. Great point. Uh, do you have any last tips that you want to share with the audience? You know, I, I would just say, you know, just kind of look at branding as really the love language of your business, you know, and, and take it serious because, you know, as more, especially during this time, as more and more people start to create their own business online or in, or in the physical form, mm -hmm. the best way that you can start to differentiate yourself from, from other people in the space is to really define your brand and stance and things like that. And once you have these things in place, you start to really attract 
the, your ideal customers. And so that's, you know, my main message here is really take branding serious because it will pay off for sure mm. now and in the long run. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on, uh, talking about the personal brand and, you know, what go what goes beyond the logos and fonts and colors, obviously. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on the show. All right, guys, that's it for this time. We'll catch you up again next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.